Welcome to episode 350 of the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. If you want to burn fat, gain energy, and enhance your health by changing when you eat, not what you eat, with no calorie counting, then this show is for you. I'm Melanie Avalon, biohacker, author of What, When, Wine, and creator of the supplement line Avalon X. And I'm here with my co-host, Vanessa Spina, sports nutrition specialist, author of Keto Essentials, and creator of the Tone Breath Ketone Analyzer and Tone Lux Red Light Therapy Panels. For more on us, check out ifpodcast.com, melanieavalon.com, and ketogenicgirl.com. Please remember, the thoughts and opinions on this show do not constitute medical advice or treatment. To be featured on the show, email us your questions to questions at ifpodcast.com. We would love to hear from you. So pour yourself a mug of black coffee, a cup of tea, or even a glass of wine if it's that time and get ready for the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. Hi friends, I'm about to tell you how to get my favorite electrolytes for free plus special announcement, Element's new chocolate medley is here. So when you think electrolytes, you might think summer and hot times and needing to stay hydrated. But did you know that hydration is actually super important in cold weather as well? There's an idea out there that cold weather reduces our hydration needs. That's not true. So in the cold, two main things can actually increase our metabolic rate. You may be working harder, tramping through the snow, and you can be wearing cumbersome winter clothing that can actually raise your energy needs by 10 to 20%. And as your metabolic rate raises, your sweat rate raises, and you need to replace those fluids with electrolytes. You also lose more water when it's cold through your breath. That's because cold temperatures contain significantly less water than hot temperatures, AKA it's drier outside. When you breathe in that cold, dry air, your respiratory system actually acts like a humidifier so that your body can be warm and humid like it likes to be. Of course, that drains your hydration reserves as well. One study actually found that respiratory water loss after a full day of activity nearly doubled at freezing temperatures compared to the 70s. On top of that, when you're cold, you actually become less thirsty, possibly from blood vessel constrictions in the cold, which can trick the body into thinking the blood volume is higher than it is. In other words, it's cold out there. You probably need hydration. And electrolytes are so key for all of these cellular processes in your body, all of your energy production. It all requires electrolytes, but it can be hard to find electrolytes which are clean, without unnecessary fillers, and which you can feel good about drinking. That's why I love Element. There's a reason I'm obsessed with it. There's a reason all you guys are as well. And like I said, I'm so excited because Element's new chocolate medley is here featuring chocolate mint, chocolate chai, and chocolate raspberry. And this is a limited time, so you definitely want to stock up on these now. Plus, you can get a free gift with purchase when you purchase that chocolate medley or other Element electrolytes. That's right, you can get a free sample pack, eight single serving packets for free with any Element order. It's a great way to try all eight flavors or share Element with a salty friend. You can get yours at drinklmnt.com slash ifpodcast. That's drinklmnt.com slash ifpodcast. By the way, those chocolates in that chocolate medley make delicious hot chocolates. And of course, as always, Element has a no questions asked refund, so you have nothing to lose. So go to drinklmnt.com slash ifpodcast to get your free electrolytes. 
One more thing before we jump in. Did you know that common ingredients found in skincare and makeup products can actually disrupt your endocrine system? These endocrine disruptors are a silent threat that can have significant impact on your health, including something that is very important to me, fertility. Your skin is your body's largest organ and what you put on it matters. Endocrine disruptors are chemicals that interfere with the natural hormonal communication in the body. It also matters during pregnancy. And that's one of the reasons I pay close attention to what I put on my skin while being pregnant. Studies have shown that exposure to endocrine disruptors can affect both male and female fertility. For women, these disruptors can lead to irregular menstrual cycles, ovulation issues, and even polycystic ovarian syndrome or PCOS. In men, they can reduce sperm quality and quantity, making it even more challenging to conceive. But it's not just about fertility. When it comes to fat loss, one of the reasons that endocrine disruptors can get in the way of fat loss is because a lot of our toxins are actually stored in our fat. It's a way that our bodies protect us from those toxins. These toxic compounds can even work synergistically, amplifying their harmful effects and making it that much harder to shed unwanted body fat. All of these reasons are why I am obsessed with a company called Beauty Counter. The founder actually started the company when she learned about the potential dangers of toxic chemicals and their link to health issues, specifically miscarriages and infertility. While pregnant, I make sure to only use Beauty Counter products. It's one of the only makeup lines that is officially recommended from the Environmental Working Group. What really sets Beauty Counter apart is their unwavering commitment to protecting us, the consumers, from the hidden dangers that lurk in conventional beauty products. Beauty Counter goes above and beyond, rigorously screening every single ingredient that goes into their products, ensuring that they are safe, clean, and free from harmful toxins. They're not just a beauty brand, they're a movement for change, advocating for stronger regulations in the beauty industry. With Beauty Counter, I know that I can trust that the skincare and makeup that I use are not only effective, but also safe for me and my family. They have skincare lines for every skin type, as well as so many other incredible products. I absolutely love their overnight resurfacing peel. It's my favorite way to get anti-aging benefits in a skincare product. The makeup is absolutely amazing. I have tried alternative beauty products in the past and none of them truly performed. But with Beauty Counter, the foundation is so amazing. It makes me feel like my skin can breathe and it looks so dewy and beautiful. You can shop with me at beautycounter.com slash Vanessa Spina. New customers can use the code CLEANFORALL20 for 20% off their first order. Beautycounter.com slash Vanessa Spina. All right, friends, now back to the show. Hi, everybody, and welcome. This is episode number 350 of the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. I'm Melanie Avalon, and I'm here with Vanessa Spina. And Vanessa, 350, is that a milestone? Should we have made this some sort of episode? Like a special episode? I don't think I've ever done that for 350. Like I did it, I remember doing it for like 100 and then like maybe like the 100, every increment of 100. I just had 500 on mine and I celebrated that. 500. Whoa. But 50 in between, I don't know, like maybe 400 or 500 would be, (laughs) we can do something big for, for them. 400. Yeah. 
Yes. Wow. 500. Congratulations. That's a long time podcasting. Thank you. Yeah. I didn't even actually do much for it. And and then my brother texted me and he was like, oh my gosh, congrats on 500 episodes. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Wow. Yeah. 350 is a nice number though. (laughs) It's great. (laughs) What was your first podcast? experience, like episode. So I actually did it with my best friend, Jess's brother. And we sat down together in Vancouver and I had like all the equipment on the dining table of this Airbnb where I was staying. And her brother, Billy came over and we did an episode on hormones and exercise. He's like a personal trainer. It was really fun. Like we just, and it was in person. So we got to sit there and just like podcast together. And I was like, oh, that was amazing. And yeah, it's it's definitely one of the top downloaded episodes, obviously, because it was the first one, but it did really well. That first one did well. And yeah, I was I was so excited. What about you? Wait, so your first in person, and I've still never done an in-person. Did you continue it in person? No, I just did that one. Because I thought it would be a fun way to like break the ice. Her brother Billy and I have a really good relationship and great like chat. So I was like, this would be a great person to do the first episode with. Just like not like an expert guest, but like someone who's knowledgeable and someone that I flow really well with. So we did a really fun first episode and I was like, this is going to be amazing. But I had over the years before that been invited on other people's podcasts. And every time I would do one, I was like, this is so fun. I love this. Like I get in the flow. I get in a flow state. I feel amazing. I could do this for hours. It's like, I need to do this. Like I I was like, I need to podcast. So uh, I was pretty excited to make the decision. Oh, wow. I don't think I'd been uh, actually... I might've been on... Oh, I do remember my first podcast and I was so nervous. And it and it wasn't even not to like say anything bad about podcasts, but it was not like a big deal podcast. But I was like, oh I was like so scared. And that wow, wow, that puts things in perspective. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Although I'm yeah, I'm still trying to figure out how to record in person. How do you feel about this is so random. When you're trying to find something that you need, how do you feel about the research a lot, be really specific, try to find the perfect thing approach versus the throw it at the wall, just like reach out to a million different options and kind of just like see what manifests approach. I think it depends on the thing, but I usually like to do both. Like I use, I like to research, especially if it's something I'm not super knowledgeable on so that I have lots of information, but I'm also a big fan of experimentation. So, you know, I think that's the best way to figure out like the optimal way of doing something, you know, trying different approaches. I'm such a big fan of experimentation when it comes to like lifestyle, diet, nutrition, everything. So I like combining both. I like that. Okay. Yeah. I thought about it for two reasons. One, I recently aired an episode. I think I mentioned it. Did I mention this last time? Dr. Jennifer Gutman and her Beyond Happiness book and how she talks about how all decisions are guesses. Yes, you mentioned it because we had a question related to that. Okay, that's right. I feel like I did this two nights ago because I'm still trying to find somebody 
in Austin when I go record with Dave Asprey in person to do the tech aspect. And I literally, because I was like, I need to like research and like find the person and like make this a thing. And then I was like, I just, I just can't do this. So I, I literally just wrote an email asking for what I wanted. And then I Googled Austin podcast studios. And then I literally just clicked the first like dozen links these are for in-person podcast studios. And I just sent it to them asking if they could come help me remotely, which is like not a service that any of these people offer. But, and I was like, whoever answers, I'll just be like, yes. That's a great idea. And then we'll be done. Like, I'm not even going to think about it. Just like the first person that says I can do it. I'll be like, okay, come with me. This could go really bad, but that's fine. (laughs) Point being of that is I think I used to like be neurotic about all decisions and like over-researching and finding the perfect thing. And now I'm just to the point sometimes where it's like, you know what, whatever works, whatever works, we're just going to go with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've been doing this for so long and we talked about before you doing like a dress rehearsal with your sister. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) It really works. See that, but that would be putting it all the, <laughs> that would be like all the energy where I'm kind of like, it would, I think I'm just going to like, not just show up because there's been a lot of like orchestration, but uh, there's just like so much in life. Wow. This was a tangent I did not mean to go down. I did want to share a resource really quick with listeners. So I've talked a lot about both NAD and NMN. So long story short, NAD is basically a master metabolic coenzyme in the body. It's involved in all of your living cells, all energy production, everything that you do. It's more complicated than that. It's actually like a NAD, NADH ratio, but regardless, (laughs) declines in NAD are associated with aging and disease. And a lot of people focus on boosting their NAD levels. And so I've talked about this a lot. I take an NMN supplement nightly, even though it's confusing right now because the FDA is being weird about it. So it can be a little bit hard to get. I've also been doing NAD infusions. I did those for about, I don't know, maybe six to eight months. I was doing them every week. Have you done those, Vanessa? No. Okay. So I like them. They're just very expensive, very expensive. And they do not make me feel good in the moment. Like they make me feel bad. (laughs) So I'm like, this is a lot of money to pay to feel pretty bad for like a little bit. So those are the injections. There's also IVs, which are even more expensive. And I I have not done one of those because I was like, there's no way I'm going to pay that much to feel this bad for, you know, a few hours compared to the injection, which so it's an intramuscular injection. It lasts for like 10 minutes. So I don't feel that that well. In any case, a brand reached out to me called Ion Layer and they make NAD patches. And I am so excited because they're way more affordable than the injections and the IVs. And they have data showing that they do clinically boost NAD levels And it's just so easy to do. Like they send you the patches and then the NED and some saline and the act and some water and you, it's like a whole whole process, but it's easy once you like learn how to do it and you basically activate the NED and then you wear the patch. And it's kind of like for listeners who wear continuous glucose monitors, it doesn't stick anything into your skin, but it sticks on your skin. And then you put a cover over it. That's kind of like those CGM covers I'm obsessed. I have replaced doing the injections 
with these patches. So I'm doing these patches once a week and I'm doing them because I tend to go out on Friday or Saturday. So I wear them after the next day after going out to boost my NAD from my activities. So I actually have an incredible code for listeners, like incredible. So you can actually get $100 off your first kit, which is crazy. So $100 off with the code Melanie Avalon. So for that, I'll make a link. So if you go to melanieavalon.com slash ion layer, that will take you there. And you can use that code Melanie Avalon for $100 off. So again, I highly recommend it. I'm going to implement this into my life and use it every week. They last for 14 hours. Okay. That's my update. Anything from you, Vanessa? I just finished having the latest protein shake with uh, the latest version of Tone Protein and it tasted great. It's really interesting. It's It's been taking a little bit longer than we anticipated to get the flavor right. And it turns out because Tone Protein has added leucine in it, leucine is a super bitter amino acid. So we've been like trying different formulations. I think I also shared on the podcast how the Tone Protein samples that I had were making the tone device go crazy. And it was because there was actually alcohol in the vanilla. <laughs> so we had to get rid of that, get another natural vanilla. That still blows my mind. That really blows my mind that it lasted that long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. I know you're sure. I know. And the funny thing is I was thinking too, because I have tamari a lot with like different meals I make because I make a lot of low carb like Asian food. And I was like, I use tamari and there's a tiny bit of alcohol in there, but it doesn't seem to affect the tone device. But if I have cabbage, then the tone will blow like as much as if I had a glass of wine because of this raffinose sugar in there. So there's certain things that it really does affect. But with with that sample, it was like I could, as soon as I figured it out, it made so much sense. And it was very clear that that was the only thing. There was three days that week that it happened. And the only thing I changed was having that sample of tone protein. But then when I was talking to Scott a little bit more, he said that the vanilla also had some like quote unquote natural sugars in it. And I was like, squeeze me. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was like, what do you mean natural sugars? So apparently there were these natural sugars in it. And I was like, this is like a non-negotiable for me. Like no sugars. I don't want any alcohol in it. And as you know, like Scott understands that like particularness about, you know, fastidiousness or whatever you want to call it when it comes to, to supplements. So he was like, totally get it, totally get you, like, let's fix it. So I just got the new samples like three hours ago and I just made my regular shake with almond milk and ice and tone protein. And so this version has something called a bitter blocker added into it. And, you know, I'm trying to keep it with as minimal ingredients as possible, but leucine is that bitter that the bitter blocker actually made a huge difference. So I just was like having the last bites of it as we started (laughs) chatting tonight and it was great. So I think we have our winner. There's three other versions that he sent me as well. And 
some of them have some gums, like organic gums, like xanthan gum. Scott says there's all these health benefits. I was like, can we do it without the gums? He's like, there's really a lot of health benefits to them. And then finally, I said, can we do one without the gums? But instead, he decided to put collagen in. So I think that is going to help with the overall flavor profile and the bitter blocker. So nothing wrong with having some collagen in there. And yeah, I'm excited because I think we finally have our winner. But it's crazy how long it takes with flavors because like, you know, when you have a supplement that's encapsulated, you don't have to worry about like the way it tastes, right? But when it's a supplement that's also a food like protein powder, it's also got to taste great and not have like weird aftertaste or not have like alcohol in it that's going (laughs) to mess with my tone device and all my, you know, community members that love to use the tone. I don't want them to be like having weird results. So yeah, I'm excited because it tasted really good. So I think uh, we're going to be able to launch really soon. Well, that is very exciting. I've definitely, I know what you mean about the the flavor taste stuff because right now working on the spirulina, that's something where you you taste it. And it's like a whole nother ballpark of the sensory experience to address. Congratulations. It's exciting. I just have to swallow the spirulina, like the spirulina and the chlorella. I just have to swallow it because I don't I don't like the taste of any of those kind of green green things. I can't wait for your final manifestation. Thank you. Yeah. It's just so funny that I just happened to be eating it like right as we were <laughs> we started and we were we were chatting. People are gonna be so excited to finally get it. Yeah. Uh, me too. Me too. Well by the time this comes out, this comes out January oh, January first. <laughs> Vanessa, we forgot. Happy New Year! <laughs> That's what we should be celebrating. Oh, we forgot to like do our start looking at the date. Okay, mental note, Melanie. Look at the date. Okay, and now it's like too late. We're like, I have an idea. <laughs> Let's talk about intermittent fasting and the new year. Yeah. Let's take a, what's the word? Like a, we're, like we're on a train and we're going to like go down a different track. Disney. Wait, wait, before that, how can people get <laughs> I'm all over the place? How can people get on the email list or get your tone protein and or find out information about it? Thank you. Yes. If you would like to be updated when it's going to be out, that's at toneprotein.com. And if you sign up with your name and email address, you'll be added to the list and it's the exclusive launch discount list. So it'll be the biggest discount we ever offer on Tone Protein. So that's at toneprotein.com. And thanks for asking. Oh, of course. I'm so excited for you. I know it's been a long journey with you getting this formulation. So it's really exciting for the final version to come. And I know it's going to be the very best of the best. Thank you so much. Okay. January 1st, this is a question that must be asked of you because I don't think we've had this conversation. Do you make New Year's resolutions? I knew that was coming. (laughs) I feel like it's always a blank slate. It's always an opportunity to set goals, but I'm not a big like resolution person. I like to just be sort of setting goals all throughout the year and always trying to like make sure that I always have some something that I'm moving towards, something that I'm excited about, something that 
I'm just a goal-oriented person. So resolutions are not really like, it feels more forced. I don't know. What about you? I'm the exact same way. I'm so, my life is driven by goals. Like it's exhausting in a good way. So I don't ever really have the need for a date with a specific goal because I would just have done that anyways. Like there's not any goal. I don't, if there was a goal I wanted, I would have already made it. Mm. Like it would be hard for me to like think of something to do because I'm probably already actively pursuing it. How do you feel about, we have talked about this in past shows on New Year's, the uh, pretty shocking statistics about (laughs) how long diet resolutions last. How do you feel about New Year's goals? And like, is it a good time to try a new fasting window or a diet goal or something like that? I do like it. I do think it's a good time to reset. A lot of people also like September for that, but it's really interesting because this is so pervasive. And if you work in health and wellness and fitness, then you know how seasonal it is. And there is this like trend, like you can look it up even if you just look on like Google trends, like see what people are searching. But if you work in health and fitness, if you work especially helping people to improve their body composition, lose fat and build muscle, it's crazy what a high there is in January for like wellness. People are super interested in wellness. And I like that. I like that people have that feeling of like, it's a new year. It's a blank slate. I'm going to be at my most fit ever. or I'm going to try this or try that, that they get this like renewed sense of energy and desire and focus. Like, I really like that. It's like, take that, ride that wave, like, you know, use it to your advantage. The same way that women every month who are cycling have that first like 10 days of whenever you start a new cycle, you get this like superwoman energy, like you have this estrogen rising. It's a great time to start like a new lifestyle, nutrition plan, new fasting window, like whether it's circadian fasting or matter whatever it is that you're interested in trying like take advantage i think of those energetic highs and yeah it it's, kicks off in january really really peaks like january february march april may then starts to slow down a little bit there's a little bit of a summer slowdown then it picks back up again towards like september and then it goes to like the annual low between like basically halloween thanksgiving and christmas and new year's like events and everything that people have, no one's like really thinking anymore about like getting fit during that time, unless you're weird like us. But yeah, it's, it's interesting. And I I think it's great that people have that, like that reset feeling. No, I love that. Hi friends. So I'm sort of haunted by clothes. If you follow me on Instagram, you probably know that I love wearing all the new clothes all the time. And I know that that is not really sustainable and not good for the planet. That's why I am thrilled that there is now a way to get all of the clothes with none of the waste. And I'm going to tell you how you can get unlimited clothes with no waste for a month for free. That's right, I now have a website for both myself and you guys where you can get free unlimited clothes with free shipping, free exchanges, nonstop from all of the hottest brands, and it is so incredibly easy. It's called MelanieAvalon'sCloset.com. We have so many incredible brands, including my favorites like BCBG, Calvin Klein, 
and so many more. Think like a hundred brands. There are so many options. And the way it works is when you get a subscription, you search through the clothes, pick what you want. They send it to you with fast, easy shipping. You wear it as long as you want. And then when you're ready for more clothes, you just drop it off in their prepackaged envelope and get your next round. It is so incredibly cool. They have multiple plans. The starter plan gives you two pieces at a time. Friends, I actually have a little secret hacked. Don't tell them that I told you this. When you get your two pieces, you can actually immediately go into your account, click return, and they'll go ahead and send you the next two pieces. So technically you can have four pieces at a time. You also have a cool virtual closet that you can keep stocked with everything you eventually want to order so you never miss out. And if you really like something and want to keep it, you can opt to buy it at a massively discounted price. Friends, I'm obsessed. This is finally the answer to wearing all the clothes, all the time, with none of the waste. Oh, and of course, one of my major reservations was the cleaning compounds that they use on the clothes because yes, it is dry cleaning, which normally makes me nervous. And they don't say this on the website. So I reached out to them and I was like, hey, what's going on with the cleaning? What do you guys use? Because I can't promote this if it's just normal dry cleaning. And thankfully, they let me know that they do not use any detergents, fabric softeners, or chemicals that are harsh. Everything is professionally dry cleaned or laundered with detergents that are free from dyes and scents. It's all gentle and it uses low temperature cycles. So yes, we are good on that front as well. It is the coolest thing ever. And you can try it free for a month. Yes, completely free. Just go to melanieavalonscloset.com to sign up. Free clothes for a month. After that, their plans are super affordable. We're talking honestly, an entire month is less than the cost of typically what would be the cost of one dress. And I am not kidding. That's right. Unlimited clothes for less than the cost of one outfit. I'm just so thrilled to bring this resource to you guys. I can't wait to hear what you guys think. So again, get free unlimited clothes for a month at MelanieAvalonsCloset.com. That's MelanieAvalonsCloset.com for all of the clothes, none of the waste. And definitely share your pictures and tag me on Instagram because I want to see all the fabulous things that you guys are wearing. That's MelanieAvalonsCloset.com. I love that so much. It's made me realize something about my life and that I feel like when I was younger, I used to always be sad about January coming because I didn't want the holidays to end. Like I just loved Christmas so much. And it was like once January came, it's like, well, you know, like the sparkle is gone. But now life is just so exciting that I don't, I don't feel that way ever. I'm like, bring it on. I'm like so excited about everything new. I, I do remember a statistic about the holiday weight gain that has stuck with me for a long time. And it was basically that people don't gain as much as we think. Like it's only, I'd have to find the study and it was a while ago that I read it, but it was, it wasn't, it wasn't a ton. Like it was like a couple pounds, but they don't tend to lose that. So it's like you maintain, people tend to maintain adding that pound or two extra each year. It doesn't go away. So like each year their base point or their baseline is rising, which is concerning. I'm also really fascinated by the idea or the concept. I think about this a lot with cycles, how it feels like it's, I don't know if I can articulate this. It feels like we've been there before and it feels like we're going in circles, but really it's all new. That like haunts me. I don't know how to articulate this. Like weeks, 
Like we think it's Monday again. Like we've been here. We think it's Tuesday again, but really it's all a new day every single day. That really, that really stresses me out if I think about it too much. Which part stresses you out? That we feel like we've been here before, but we haven't. (laughs) It's literally like moving forward on the timeline. What weirds me out is when I think about how we have this like frame, we have these frameworks about time and calendars. They're not real. And they're not real. Okay. Yes. Oh, good. You understood what I was saying. (laughs) Okay. Oh yeah. Cause I'm like, okay, I think of each week as seven days and I know that it helps me mentally to know that I have five work days and two weekend days, you know, with holidays or long weekends or whatever. And that seven days, there's something about it that feels comforting that you just have, you know, you have your calendar and you know each week and your what your Monday is and everything. But I often think about the fact that it's totally made up and <laughs> that like there is no real thing. But our as humans and the way our minds are like we thrive with that like framework and having that consistency of the weeks and the calendar. And I mean some of it is real, right? Because like we do have you know, light cycles of day and night. We do have monthly cycles with the moon, you know, but yeah. And, and there's like the Gregorian calendar and all this stuff, but it, I feel like this is something you need to get into on your, your rabbit hole podcast with, with Scott. Oh, that's such a good idea. I'm so, I'm just so happy. You knew what I was saying. You, you articulated it so well. Like we, we come up with this time structure, but it's not real. Like, we're like, oh, this is a Monday. This is another Monday. But no, this is actually a new day. Like this is not, you have not been here before. It's very stressful to me. <laughs> That's like one of those, you know, middle of the night thoughts. Like you wake up and you can't get back to sleep and you're just like, the calendar isn't real. Like, I know. <laughs> like one of those you're just staring at the ceiling with like wide eyes going like, but it's Thursday, but it's not actually. It's just like, yeah. I love that we've had this moment. <laughs> Oh my goodness. No, I had a moment actually when I was reading, I I mentioned interviewing Dan Levitt for his book, What's Gotten Into You About the History of Atoms from the Big Bang until us. And then he had like one sentence there that was like so casual and such a throwaway. And I fixated on it. He mentioned how planets, certain planets rotate on their side or something. And I was like, how do we know what their side is? That's not real. Who said where up is? Or down. Well, gravity, I guess. What, but with planets rotating, like they're just in space. Like it's like in relation to what? I know. And those moments I think are important to have. You know, when we were in Greece, we were walking and we all just like looked up at the sky and, you know, we're telling Luca, like, we live on a planet and like those are the stars and the planet is going around the sun. And, and every time I think about that, I'm just like, what? Like, <laughs> what? Like, what am I even saying? Like we live on a planet that's spinning. Like it just, none of it makes sense, but yeah, (laughs) it's all just like pretty wild. Reminds me of my, probably my, one of my favorite lines in a Disney movie. Do you know what it is based on our conversation? Can you guess? I don't think that I'll have enough time to, to guess. It's in Lion King when they're looking at the stars. Oh, what do they say? It's, What is it? It's Timon and Pumbaa discussing the stars. Oh, and Simba. He's present. And they're talking about what are the stars. Simba is talking about how he was told that his dad told him the stars are like the kings of the past. 
And then Timon kind of talks down to him and he's like, no, they're fireflies. Like the stars are fireflies. And then Pumbaa is like, because <laughs> when you're little, this just like goes over your head. But Pumbaa's like, I always thought they were large, you know, big balls of gas burning thousands of miles away. I remember Pumbaa saying that. And when you're a kid, you're like, oh, Pumbaa, you're so silly. But really, <laughs> he's it's completely accurate. <laughs> uh, yeah, because that's when Timon's, Timon's like, no, they're fireflies stuck in that big, like, black sticky thing. Ah, <laughs> uh, love it. So good. So good. I can't wait to show Luca Lion King. Oh, my goodness. Yes, all the Disney stuff. He can wear his his fireman. His, what? Oh, I, I, I wanted you to say it because you, you texted it to me. So what does he call the fireman outfit? Oh, fireman. He's like, Luca, we put him in the fireman suit. And I was like, I think he's going to like this. No, he like loves it. And he wouldn't take it off. And he just kept looking at himself in the mirror. He's like, Luca Feynman? Luca Feynman? <laughs> And we were like, yeah, Luca, you're a fineman. And then he wanted to sleep in it and he didn't want to take it off. He's got a little fire ex- extinguisher and a little helmet and he's got a little megaphone or whatever. And it's so cute. He's going to be so excited to wear it for Halloween. And uh, I know it's it's the new year now. <laughs> so I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, this is going to sound a little dated. But uh, yeah, Luca got to be a fineman. The picture you sent me was like the cutest thing ever. I was smiling so much. Ah, treasures. Treasure, yeah. And maybe when this comes out, you'll have another treasure. Hopefully. (laughs) I definitely will by that time. By the time this is out. Yeah, I'll be in the baby baby bubble, the, the love bubble. Crazy. Very exciting. Okay. Well, happy New Year's to everybody. Yes. Happy New Year. Yes. Use this time energetically, this made up time, <laughs> this fake construction to um, fuel your life accordingly. I'm excited. Shall we answer some listener questions? I would love to. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So to start things off, this is actually an update question we got to an email. I'll reread the email that we already answered on the show. And then I thought I would just share the listener's update because I thought it was, I'll just read it. So Jeff, and I don't know when we answered this originally, but he had written in saying that he listens to Dr. Greger on nutrition facts. Oh, that reminds me. Wow. I'm glad, glad I'm reading this. His team reached out to me about coming on my show. Do you know Dr. Greger? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. He reached out to you. I know. What's crazy too is like he's been on my list of people to reach out to to try to get on the show. The Melanie Avalon Biohacking Podcast, not the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. So I just need to make a note because I don't think I heard back from them. Okay. So he says, I listened to Dr. Greger on Nutrition Facts. He says that eating your calories earlier is better given circadian rhythms and all of that because of our circadian rhythms, our bodies metabolize calories differently during the day than overnight. So I try and my window is 11 to 7, so 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., 
I snack from 11 a.m. kind of on healthy snacks. And then supper time, I pretty much eat what I want, but not too heavy. And then if I stop eating after seven, I know I'll go to bed with a light belly and all is good. Question I have is, do you see value in Dr. Greger's advice? And would you consider sharing that with your listeners? So we answered that in an earlier episode. And then what I thought was super cool was Jeff wrote in an update because in his original email, he was contemplating eating earlier based on this information about circadian rhythm and how we you know, metabolize it better during the day. And in this update, he said, Melanie, I do agree with your opinion of Dr. Greger. Now I'm really curious what I said. I did submit that question a few weeks ago, and my journey had really only just begun at that point. I've since shifted to a 24 during the week, consuming what is essentially one meal a day. When I get home from work, I snack while preparing supper, and I might have an after-supper beverage, but that's it. Hunger is not really an issue. On weekends, breakfast is such a ritual that I can't really avoid it. I've been able to delay it a bit and have an eight-hour window from 10 to 6 or 11 to 7, depending on when I prepare brunch for my kiddos. All that said, eight-hour worked short-term, but excessive snacking through the day had me shorten it. Big benefit is that I eat no food while out and about during the day. I have way more control waiting until I get home. P.S. There is some good analysis of the early versus late debate on the lean gain site. All right, Jeff. So thank you for the update. And what I really, really liked about reading this update is I think it's really telling to show how we can, when finding the intermittent fasting pattern that best works for us, you know, on the one hand, we can look at the theories and what people say is best and you should do this or you should do that based on this or that. And, you know, in this case with Dr. Greger talking about eating earlier and for Jeff, that just doesn't work for him. You know, like it, it makes him more hungry. He does more snacking. And so he finds for him that a shorter one meal a day type window where he's not having that snacking issue and then having the longer week, the longer window on the weekends when he's, you know, having family related things, that that's what works for him. And I think a really important takeaway here, and this actually applies to sleep as well, is consistency can really do wonders compared to, you know, trying something that you think might be, quote, more perfect and not doing that consistently. So kind of like with sleep, they'll say that there's like an ideal window and you should be getting up, going to bed at this time and getting up at this time. It's been shown pretty evidently that even if you have a non-conventional sleep pattern, like maybe you're going to bed later than most people and getting up later, it's more important that you do that and keep it consistent rather than try to force yourself into a different pattern and be inconsistent with it. And so with Jeff, I really love that he found that regardless of what is said about the early eating or not, that this later window works for him. And I think the same could go for any manifestation of intermittent fasting. So I just want to really encourage people when they are trying to find the intermittent fasting pattern that works for them, you have to find what works for you. And the thing that helps you with your hunger and, you know, if you have inclinations to snack and also the social aspect. So I thought that was a pretty nice update. Do you have thoughts on it, Vanessa? Yeah, I would wholeheartedly agree with your point on finding what works for you. I think that's a recurring theme that we have on on the podcast is, you know, there's a lot of studies out there 
that show different things. But at the end of the day, you have to experiment and figure out what works for you, even if the studies are there to help point us in the right direction or maybe give us ideas on what to test or what might be beneficial for us or understanding the mechanisms and pathways. But yeah, you really have to tinker (laughs) and figure out what works for you. Do you find, I know we've talked about this before, but if you eat earlier, do you find that it makes you want to snack more or are you pretty good with like closing the window and being done? It's the opposite for me because, and I've been doing this recently, I'm eating more because I'm in the third trimester of my pregnancy and I'm trying to split up my protein meals and I don't love it. Like I feel really full. I don't really want to have dinner. I make myself have dinner anyway. (laughs) And it's like, it's just not what I'm used to. Whereas normally, like I kind of go through the day more like, more so just like feeling really energetic and not feeling, you know, the sort of slowdown that you get from all that digestion. And then when I have my main meal, like especially dinner, like I really enjoy it. <laughs> now I'm just like, mm. <laughs> it's not, it's not what I want to be doing, but because of what I know about like muscle and protein and and what the fact that my body's building another body right now, I have to really stay on top of, of the protein and eat more meals and eat smaller meals. But I find that the nutrient density, if you eat really nutrient dense, like say a first meal earlier in the day, especially if it's mostly centered around protein, that you will not have blood sugar spikes. And it's when people have blood sugar spikes and then the blood sugar then falls below where it was before, that's when people experience a hunger and, you know, fixation on, on food, which was my experience. Maybe it's not the same for everyone, but when I eat like prioritize protein and healthy fats, which I usually always do for my first meal, I usually only have carbs later in the day, then I am full for hours. Like I just don't really think about food and it usually makes me want to eat less. Okay. Yeah. Hi, friends. Now, if you're anything like me, you love biohacking, intermittent fasting, and getting feedback and data on what our bodies are doing. Now, when we do intermittent fasting or extended or prolonged fasting, it's hard to get feedback sometimes on how our bodies are doing in terms of fat burning and ketosis. This is one of the reasons that I created the Tone Device, which is a breath ketone analyzer. It can tell you the rate of fat burning your body is in by detecting the ketones on your breath. If you practice intermittent fasting, time-restricted eating, do an occasional 24-hour fast like once a week, or prolonged or extended fasting, it's likely your body is getting into light ketosis. If you are doing keto or low-carb, even sometimes paleo, you may be getting into a deeper state of fat burning and ketosis. If you do a high-carb diet, then you probably get into a light state of ketosis after some fasting. What I love about the tone is that you can simply breathe into it for about four to five seconds and it will give you instant feedback on the rate of fat burning that your body is at. Now, when we are in ketosis, our bodies are at their highest rate of fat burning, which is what is so neat. We actually breathe out our fat. So the carbons that we are measuring with the tone device are actually coming from our fat. 
when we practice different approaches like intermittent fasting or doing time-restricted eating, lower-carb diets or keto approaches, our bodies actually make a metabolic switch where fat becomes our primary fuel. And the body takes fat and converts it into ketones in the liver. About 15 to 20% of those circulating ketones are then diffused through our lungs, out in our breath. And it is so amazing. I absolutely love using the tone every single day. I love the biofeedback, especially when I am doing any kind of fasting. And I can see my body gradually get into a deeper and deeper state of fat burning through those ketone levels going higher and higher. Now, one of the reasons I created the tone is because testing blood ketones is cost prohibitive. The test strips are extremely expensive. They are wasteful. You no longer have to buy test strips anymore. You can just breathe into the tone device for four to five seconds and get that instant feedback. It's a one-time investment and you'll be able to test an unlimited amount of times. Now, I always recommend testing with the tone device fasted first thing in the morning and testing up until you have your first meal of the day and you will be able to see differences there, especially if you do a longer fast, you'll see the ketones go higher and higher and it really is so great to get that biofeedback. Now, for the past year and a half, I've been working on a brand new version of the tone, the second generation tone device, and I am so excited for it to soon be available to you all. I wanted to create a special launch discount for the tone device so that any of you who are interested can take advantage of that discount. I've never discounted the tone device before, but if you are signed up to the exclusive VIP list, you will receive that launch discount. To sign up for the list, you can go to tonedevice.com and enter Enter your name and email address and you will receive an email which you can confirm to double opt-in and you'll be the first to know when the new second generation tone device is available to order and you will also receive that exclusive launch discount. I am so excited for you all to try it so be sure to go and sign up at tonedevice.com. All right now back to our show. For me once I start eating I can just keep eating. Yeah. And I know that that a lot of people have that experience, like Dr. Sean Baker has said that. And a lot of people have said how OMAD is really beneficial for that, you know, just especially if if you prefer that not thinking about food. But for me, I think because I do more protein and fat, it's just so nutrient dense. I just, I get so full and I just don't think about food at all. It's more like I don't want it. Like it's more an aversion at that point. Like, no, I don't want any more protein. You know what I mean? So interesting. I I wonder if there are different types of people when it comes to your, I'm guessing there are, but especially reading books surrounding addiction and food addiction, like Bright Line Eating or Glenn Livingston's books. I think some people, food whatever it is, just lights them up. Like that's the way I am. I was always the type that like going to buffets and stuff growing up, like I would literally eat until I felt like nauseous. And even then probably want to keep eating. Whereas, you know, some people I think just don't, I just, I find it so interesting how the brain, how certain things light up people's brains and not other people's brains. I'm just so fascinated by that. So like, what you were just saying about eating the protein and fat and being full. 
I, I literally, I, I don't have a memory. I think I can confidently say I do not have a memory of eating a meal and feeling full. I have a memory of that, but of feeling full and being like, okay, I don't want any more food. Like I always want more food. And this is the way I've been my entire life. And that's why intermittent fasting works for me because what what my body needs is I need to like have my one meal a day and then I need and then I need time. Like I need to go to bed because I need to get in like hours for my body to switch over to the fasted state and then I'm good. But as long as I'm in that quote fed state, I want to just keep eating. And like I said, that's the way I've been my entire life. That's why one meal a day in the evening works so well for me. But do you ever like say, okay, say I put a plate of like six chicken breasts in front of you. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you would get through like maybe two or three and then be like, I don't want any more of this? Oh, no way. No way. No way. Like you just have six and then you'd still want to have like seven, eight, nine, ten. Mm -hmm. And six chicken breasts doesn't even sound like that much to me. That makes my stomach hurt to like think. Say 20 chicken breasts. That's, That's a better... So like 20 chicken breasts. Yeah, no, I I would want to keep eating. I don't think you could physically eat 20 chicken breasts. Oh, you'd be surprised. It's funny though, because one of the questions that we have actually is about sleep and protein. And I was just thinking today as I was on my way back home to meet up with you for this, how we are so different when it comes to that. Because we both like one of us likes to go to bed with like not a super full stomach, but you actually love to go to bed with a full stomach. So it's, yeah, it's funny how I think there are definitely different types. I don't know what you'd classify them as, but most people, I got to say, maybe you're a bit of a unicorn. Most people can eat 20 chicken breasts. And that's why, like I always say, the steakhouses give you the steak for free if you can eat you know, the 20 ounces or whatever, because they know like most people just get to a point where their body's like, I can't store these amino acids. So like we have to stop. (laughs) And that's my favorite thing about protein. But I, I have, I think it was Amy Berger was telling me once, maybe on a podcast, how she also felt that way about, about protein that she didn't find it to be that satiating. So yeah, I'm, I, I know, I'm sure there's probably listeners out there who feel the same way. So, okay, this is so interesting. One, I find it interesting at those restaurants, normally they make you eat it in the context of, well, I feel like oftentimes you have to eat it with like a side or something because, or or like the burger ones, you have to eat it with like the bun and things like that. When I see those now, I'm like, I could do that. Like if it was just a steak, it would not even be remotely a problem. I think I could too, but I think most people don't win the free steak. (laughs) But any carnivores, like we could probably like carnivores are high protein eaters. You know, we probably could be, could be fine. We'd probably win it. It was kind of ironic. I don't think I've ever engaged in one of those, even in my low carb days. It's kind of interesting though. This will, this speaks to food addiction and palatability. I know Rob Wolf talks about this a lot, like in those eating contests things, oftentimes he... Rob always talks about this one show or episode where the guy would be trying to eat all the stuff and be literally sick and couldn't keep going. But then he would, and I think, I think he was eating like ice cream. Yeah. If you switch from savory to sweet, you can keep 
Yeah. He like added in fries. And once he added in fries, then he could keep eating the ice cream, which speaks to just the overwhelming problem with the food system today. I was just interviewing him on my podcast yesterday, talking about the food system. (laughs) Oh, we need to get him on this show. I was waiting for them to move. So they've like moved and everything now. Yeah. And they're like setting up a element compound in Montana there. Oh my goodness. Okay. I'm going to, I need to email him. I need to email (laughs) Gregor. They can be buddies. (laughs) We can do an episode, have them both on. We did. Yeah. We had most of the podcasts. We were like kind of talking about people who are silly when it comes to nutrition. Oh, really? I want to listen to it. When does it come out? It'll, I think it'll be out in a couple weeks. Two of my favorite people together. Thank you. It was funny because we were kind of talking about, he made this really interesting point. It's the last point I'll make on this episode, but he said how we were talking about, you know, there are like the health at every size movement. And then there's like these different people who kind of sometimes will attack like these different protocols and things that, that, you know, we recommend or follow. And the whole point of like paleo or paleolithic protocols or keto or intermittent fasting is to help people feel better, right? Like, but it almost gets like sometimes twisted around to the point where it's like, oh, you're like making people restrict too much and you're creating stress for people. And and he, he really feels that a lot like that. And he says that he's starting to get back on his more, what's the word for <laughs> Pro? More like, what is it called when you're uh, like a big advocate for someone? Zealot? Oh, he's like, I'm starting. I think he said I'm getting back on my zealous high horse or something like that because he's like, no, like these things that we do, like paleo helps people who have like inflammation and who have digestive issues and who are dealing with chronic pain. Like he's like, this is a solution to help people who are in pain. Like why is it being twisted around into something that's like harmfully like restrictive or stressful or whatever? And I was like, I never thought about that, but that the way he phrased it was so perfect. So we spent a lot of the podcast talking about that and you know, just how these protocols like intermittent fasting and keto and prioritizing protein, it's it's really to help people who who want help. There's a lot of people who need help, who have chronic pain, who have chronic inflammation, who have, you know, I more so work with people who want to improve their body composition, but there's like so few people in our society who are actually metabolically healthy. Like people need these interventions more than ever. So yeah, we were kind of talking a lot about that on the episode. No, I love that so much. And I, I know um, what you're talking about because I know he kind of went through a period I felt where he felt like maybe he was more focusing on on the issue of people being over-restrictive. Like he was kind of like in that vibe. I'm guessing that's what he means by like now coming out more on the other side. I mean, I know he's always been pro-paleo and pro-things, but I, I know he, I feel like he goes through times where he's been like not over-fasting and not over doing things. Oh, we talked about that too. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I know he has a pretty strong opinion and on not over fasting. And he said that his last talk that he gave was like longevity. Are we trying too hard? (laughs) But he gets really passionate about, you know, the fact that there are these people who are like 
zealously, you know, wanting people to not have any like restrictions and restrictions are important, right? Like if, if you don't restrict yourself from crossing a busy highway, you're going to die. So why is the term restriction always in this very negative context or negative, you know, light when restrictions can be so helpful? They can save our, literally save our lives. Highway lanes are the reason we can drive anywhere. Like if we didn't have stoplights and if we didn't have lanes, like those lines on the road, it would just be, I mean, have you been to Rome? Yeah, I'm sure you have. Well, I guess, I guess we would get places because we literally, my family is forbidden. We cannot go back to Rome. It stressed my mom out so bad. The way they drive. Mm-hmm. Pete loves it. He's like, it's organized chaos. I remember one day we just sat at like one of those, because basically for listeners who haven't been to Rome, they have basically the equivalent of roundabouts, but there's no, there's nothing in the middle. So it's not like a circle. It's just an open circle. And you just drive in and then you just drive out. And there's like no, (laughs) we literally just sat on the curb and watched the cars. (laughs) It's and they're going like not slow. I don't know how they do it. Uh, she would, your mom would not like Vietnam or Hanoi either. They do that there too. It, there's just a lot of people on like mopeds and motorcycles, and it's really hard to cross the street. Like you have to, you have to just like wait for a gap, <laughs> then you cross and you have to run. It's like Frogger. Oh my gosh, Frogger! Whoa, I forgot about Frogger. Pete has this time-lapse video of me trying to cross the street and it looks like Frogger. Like, I'm just like, it, it took me like half an hour to get to him on the other side because there was no like opening and I thought I was going to die. With the logs? Yeah. <laughs> Don't you jump from log to log? Sorry, I'm like, I'm like stuck on the Frogger train now. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I want to see this video of you. It's really funny. I'm just like, I go forward a lane in the back and then I'm just like, yeah, he was just laughing so hard and it's... Yeah. It's so funny. That's something else that will, speaking of our discussion about fake time, have you ever contemplated, like, especially if you like see an aerial shot of a crowd, like at Disney World or something, how people and crowds don't run into each other? That's mind blowing if you think about it. It is. Yeah. It really is. Like, I think about that all the time when I'm sometimes like I'm weaving through a crowd and I'm like, we have these like sensors or something around us that like give us a some kind of indication. Like think think about it, especially like crowds that are like really crunched together. People rarely collide. They don't. It's really funny. I think about that all the time. <laughs> it's crazy. Like it's mind blowing. Because think about like how and these crowds can be moving fast. Like you can have like tons of people moving really fast in a tight crowd. Nobody runs into each other. How? And people are like going around each other. I mean, things to think about, friends, (laughs) in your 2024. Oh, my goodness. Well, okay, I'm actually really excited about next. I'm always excited about next episode, but I'm excited about next episode with the question about protein and sleep because I did a lot of research. So teaser for next week. Exciting. Well, this has been absolutely wonderful. A few things for listeners before we go. If you would like to submit your own questions for the show, you can directly email questions at ifpodcast.com or you can go to ifpodcast.com and you can submit questions there. The show notes will be at ifpodcast.com slash episode 350. 
And you can get all the stuff that we like at ifpodcast.com slash stuff we like. And you can follow us on Instagram. We are ifpodcast. I am Melanie Avalon. Vanessa is ketogenic girl. I think that's all the things. Anything from you, Vanessa, before we go? I can't wait to chat with you on the next episode. Likewise, happy new year. Happy new year, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. Please remember, everything we discussed on this show does not constitute medical advice and no patient-doctor relationship is formed. If you enjoyed the show, please consider writing a review on iTunes. We couldn't do this without our amazing team. Administration by Sharon Merriman, editing by Podcast Doctors, show notes and artwork by Brianna Joyner, and original theme composed by Leland Cox and recomposed by Steve Saunders. See you next week.